You're listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, the weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. Today we are talking about something that is called the first mover advantage. And that is probably something you have heard somewhere else, but we talk about it, how it applies to you as a statistician. First mover advantage. You probably think about kind of if I move first as a, being the first product on the, on the landscape and then all the others are me too and what kind of advantage that brings. But here we talk really about statistics because this is a podcast for statisticians. So stay tuned. Either way, introducing this podcast in association with PSI. Also, a community dedicated to statisticians, helping them to lead and promote the use of statistics within the healthcare industry for the benefit of patients. PSI has a lot of stuff going on. The video on demand content library, lots of webinars, and much, much more. Head over to psiweb.org to learn more about it and become a PSI member today. Welcome to another episode of the Effective Statistician. Today I'm again with Benjamin. Hi Benjamin, how are you doing? Hi Alexander, very well. It's a grey winter day, so... You know, it's uh, unfortunately we don't have these nice summer, um, these nice winter days where you have snow and white outside, so everything so more grayish and, and yeah, yeah. So how's it at your place? Completely the same. I I wish we had white snow, blue sky. That would be much better in terms of mood. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have some special light here in my office. Oh, it's like so sunlight. That it, it gets more kind of sunlight and um, that helps overall with with you know mood and um, yeah just helps to get more energy does it, does it also like warm up the room so it's kind of a heater like like a real sun or is it just about the light no it's really just the light yeah it's a, it's a, it's one of these lights that have really low warm transmission. I also have two really big ones, which I use for video, and they actually heat up the, okay. the room quite a lot. So you have to be careful you don't start to sweat. Yeah. <laughs> so if I do video takes, then I, I really need to be, be careful there. You know, I have a small room, which is really great from an audio perspective, and it's also really great from a kind of um, managing day-to-day -day task because I can reach pretty much everything from my desk, which is great. But yeah, in terms of heating up with, with lights, they are kind of, you know, these big studios would be much better. But well, you can't have it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what's the topic today, Alexander? First mover advantage. It's a really, really interesting concept. I first learned about it from uh, Gary Sullivan, when we were talking about communication aspects, negotiation, when we talked about conflict resolution, these kind of things. And it's a really interesting concept. There is 
yeah, lots have written about it in game theory, in military, but also kind of in business, marketing, communication, politics. It's a, it's a concept that applies in lots of lots of different areas. And but today we don't want to talk about military or politics. We want to really talk about how it helps you as a statistician, yeah, in your day-to-day job. And yeah, of course, you know, if you play chess in your day-to-day job. <laughs> <laughs> And obviously, it's clear, kind of, you know, white yeah. who moves first always has this uh, little advantage yeah, in the game. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think, when, you know, when I saw that we talked about this topic, I, you know, I had two things in mind. So one is that we, we have this basically in, in stats or like not in stats necessarily, but in general. So if you get a drug on the market, right, it's always the first one that mm-hmm. is in the advantage of you know, they, they, they need to beat him, you know, in proving better, uh, usually, I mean, to, to get an advantage uh, on the competition side. So that is basically, you know, if you're first, first drug, you know, that's it. So that's why the speed is quite often very important to companies. So especially when we support them or you know, working with them and they have a quite a high pressure on, on timelines, on, you know, submission yep. dates, et cetera. So that is, that is what, what my first thought was. The yeah, other one is it sets an it sets a frame, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's the same in communication as well. Yeah, the, the first drug sets a frame in terms of what is important to look after. Kind of what are kind of you don't have good side effects, but you know important side effects and not so important side effects. What are you know important features of the efficacy? There's a lot of communications in around kind of in marketing to make the drug look really good. And that's a lot done by setting a frame. Which aspects do you really take care of? No, absolutely. And it's not about, you know, it's not necessarily about being quick in a, in a way like like a sudden move, like military, you would probably like do the, you know, like an advantage about sudden move. But for, for this one, it's more just, you know, being first. And it's not necessarily related to, to like a quick move, but it needs to yeah. be thoughtful as well. But it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not about, you know, a first move that is done not on purpose and not, you know, in a thoughtful way, but it's kind of making the first move in a thoughtful, you know, knowledgeable way. Because the first move should also be a good one, not a bad sure. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and and the second the second example where where I was thinking of is more like in a in a in the practical ways when you realize there's something you know not going as you would like to go and you need to communicate it to your supervisor to clients or whatsoever it's you know it's there's one you know one way is to say well actually there's a mistake full stop but the second one would be you know then then you are waiting for something to happen which is not like a good position because the the counterpart is the one that then mix the move. While when you, for example, provide and you know, say, well, there's a mistake or there's something I need to tell you, and you bring the solution as well, right? So, so you basically put yourself in in the position of being the first one moving yeah. because you can guide your counterpart into a direction. That's the second one that I thought of. Is basically don't bring the problem, bring the problem and the solution because this is bringing you in the advantage of the first mover. Yeah, completely agree. Kind of if there's a problem, 
it's really good. Also, if kind of if you messed up some things, that's one thing. The other thing is also if something happens, there's a let's say there's a side effect emerging for your new uh, compound. Communicate about it proactively will help you to set the expectations, to set the frame. Let's say there's a there's a side effect with your injectable. Yeah. And there's some, let's say, some pain when you inject it. Then you can directly communicate together with the, oh, be aware of setting the expectation with your patients that it might hurt. And here's a couple of things that you can do about it. Let's say, don't know, the temperature of the injectable, yeah, or the location where it's injected, or whether there's, you know, you can potentially give some kind of additional medication, therapy, whatsoever. Yeah, I I learned about it when I was got uh, vaccinated. This is the third time. I I learned, yeah, that usually kind of, you know, there's some, uh, your shoulder aches, but if you move your shoulder directly afterwards and kind of keep your arm up, then that has a good, good effect on reducing the pain. It's exactly that. Uh, setting expectations, giving resolutions, things like that. It's much better than, you know, if the other person kind of hears about it, only experiences afterwards, is taken by surprise. These are all kind of things that make things worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think we can put this into more or less every every piece of our yeah, I wouldn't even say work life, but really life. But you know, that, that's focus on work life. It's you know, there's so much. You know, we discussed this many many times that um, you know, as a statistician or programmer, so you're you're not alone, right? So it's not a silo where you work, but you have interactions. So any anything you know, any anything that you actually do has an effect, mm-hmm. and anything that you don't do does not have an immediate effect, but might come back to you at some point. But then not because you action, but because you waited until something happened or somebody else. So that is something what I would always recommend to say, you know, if you see a problem, if you see, you know, could be resourcing, could be, you know, timing, timelines, could be anything, anything actually. It's So if you see it, action on it, mm-hmm. because that is the way how to deal with upcoming problem, because otherwise you might end up saying, Oh, sorry, it's too late now. I can't, I can't do it anymore. Or I, you know, I don't know what to do and let's discuss. So, but if you start up early saying, well, I have a problem. I see that there's something coming. I see that we have um, a potential problem or have a a voice, make action because otherwise it's going to action on you. Yeah. The other point is if there's an opportunity that you see. If you're the first one kind of talking about it, you can move it directly in the right direction. Whatever you first talk about it will determine mostly what the discussion is about. If you talk about this, here's an opportunity to improve the quality, it will be a quality thing. If you first talk about here's an opportunity to speed up things, it will be a timeline topic. So you set the frame. That is also what effective politicians do. So if they, for example, speak about finance of the government, they can talk about 
tax reduction. And then the kind of verbatim is, oh yeah, nobody really likes tax, so the reduction is really good. Or another politician might choose about increasing the support from the government through social things and, you know, and taking care of people and whatsoever. Then, of course, tax reduction is a bad thing. You don't speak about taxes, you speak about, uh, you know, all the good things that the uh, government can do with the money. And, depend- and when kind of, you know, whatever the other side talks in, in your set frame, will give him a disadvantage. Mm. Yeah. So you can't, you know, if the other side says, no, tax reduction is actually bad, he's really, you know, fighting a already lost battle. He's fighting uphill. It's the same as, you know, oh, no, if the government helps people, this is really bad. That's also kind of a lost <laughs> game. So those people who set the frame control the so-called narrative. And controlling the narrative gives you a huge opportunity for influencing the direction of the discussion. Yeah, and this is this is also like a strategic move for yourself. Yeah. In a, I mean, as given, going back to the example of either it's quality or timelines. So uh, what, what is the, you know, what is the, the better way or the faster way of approaching like or getting getting over a problem or like an mm-hmm. upcoming issue? So is it Would you would you prefer to work with quality, you know, mm-hmm. for, to, to say that set this as a quality part discussion, or is it you know your project manager because it's about timelines? I you know it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of kind of a fake example now, but it's just in in you set the direction and you you decide with with the, with the first move you decide who to primarily work with to solve it. So and whether or not you involve persons, uh, people, groups, or your manager. That is the first move, what makes the decision. So the first step. And that definitely is something that you should be aware about because otherwise you might end up seeing a problem and don't, you know, don't get any help. That's a good point. Yeah. You can leverage this first mover advantage, or maybe it's actually applied to you. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You're kind of, you know, Be aware when someone else kind of makes a point. Do you really want to be in this frame? Uh, this morning I was I was picking up some bread here next door in the bakery, and there was a headline of a you know big yellow press magazine in Germany about the you know the number of people that are reported to have because of COVID that actually, you know, COVID wasn't their kind of primary reason for death. And I was thinking, hmm, that's an interesting way to set a frame because you could also look at the other way around. How many patients die because of COVID-related consequences, like not being able to go to the hospital, have a delayed operation, don't have access to physicians because they are occupied with other things, other things because of crowded emergency rooms or intensive care units. It's completely different, it, you know, frame and drives the discussion in a completely different way. How do you start? Mm. The, the kind of, so to say, the, the false positives or the false negatives. It drives the discussion. 
No, absolutely. Yeah, but I think they, they, you know, these papers usually choose the one that has more ground for discussions. Yeah. But you can do it in any way. You can tell the story. Actually, COVID is not that bad because, in effect, kind of the number of deaths is overestimated. But you could also put it around, actually, COVID is much more worse than we think because there's much more people dying from COVID that don't end up in the statistics. And so, yeah, it, isn't it? <laughs> for both, and for both, you don't have the numbers. So that's why <laughs> but it does, yeah, you, you can choose really whatever you... The numbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can make lots of arguments about kind of whether it's more over or underestimated. Yeah. So that kind of helps you to understand how this first mover advantage works. I think there is a couple of additional thoughts to have from think ahead, plan for the respo uh, responses. This is what you as a first mover has really an advantage. You can much more kind of think through the process and therefore control the, the strategy. Like in chess, with your first move, you can already think about the next moves. Whereas the other person first needs to see the move and then can only react. And it also kind of gives you, you know, the opportunity to be transparent in kind of disclosing all the information. And that builds trust because you provide something up front. Of course, it also, you know, requires you to be vulnerable in a sense. Yeah, because as a first mover, you first kind of expose yourself. If you are the first one to ask a question, to point out a problem, to point out an opportunity, what kind of ever, you are kind of stepping up and that means you're exposing. You might be rejected whatsoever. But I think this is what builds character to do it anyway and to, you know, Make sure that you have covered everything as good as you can do, but move. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's to own your decisions, to own your, in, in case it's failure, to own your failure, to, to take on the you know, responsibility for it, but, but not just saying, well, oh, sorry, I did the mistake, but really come with a solution. Think yeah. ahead. Think about who you're talking to, who you present this to. I think yeah. we covered this topic as well. So it's kind of a, there's a, there's a lot of uh, things, you know, who, who are you talking to? So what is their, what is their goal? You know, kind of going back this way. So how can we now you know, work towards the resolution of, for example, an issue, like a problem, a delivery timeline. Yeah. So it's kind of think before you act, but act. Yeah, the, that's exactly the thing. You can prepare and ask all the different important questions to yourself. What are the pros here? What are the cons? When I want to convince somebody, where is that person probably coming from? Is that a person that is mostly concerned about quality, about timelines, about budget, about whatsoever? How can I best move him? Is it easiest to just tell the person what to do? Or is it better to kind of ask a question and invite him to kind of think in a certain direction to move him? Do you have some kind of examples that relate to that person's world that you can use? Do you have some maybe allies that you can pull in to convince the decision maker? Are there any rules that you need to follow, any processes 
you need to kind of speak about. This is really important. You can, if, if you see an opportunity, yeah, what does that require? You can do some research beforehand and have the numbers up there. Well, that requires for us to do a study that probably would cost X, Y, and Z and has this timeline and whatsoever. You can already kind of prepare for, for your questions. Or you can say, no, oh, if we want to do this, we need to go follow this process, go to this person, have these kind of people buy in, and, and these are the next steps. You can have that all figured out before you move forward and, and ask a question, propose something. And that will make you a much, much stronger person. Uh, people will see you as someone that leads, someone that influences, someone that is helping the team move forward, some, someone that helps the, helps the company move forward. And uh, these people are, are always in demand. <laughs> no, absolutely. And it's kind of, you know, it's one, one big piece of a jigsaw in terms of you know planning a career and your your goals overall and yep. it's, it's yep. one technique okay very good we talked now uh quite a time about the first move advantage coming with examples from game finance we talked about kind of how that applies to you know the first mover advantage in launching a new product we talked about how you can buy moving first, set the frame of the discussion, yeah, how you can plan through all the different next steps uh, in the best way so that you are driving the discussion, so that you are leading things. Any kind of final points, Benjamin, on, on this topic? Well, I think I gave, I gave quite a bit of examples. I think it's, it's really something to encourage you because this is, it's not, not an easy one, right? It's not like kind of a natural one where you think, You know, here, well, you know, yeah, sure, I'm doing this. No, it, it's think about it and really take the step as a thoughtful and planned step rather than just sliding into some kind of, um, you know, decision that somebody else made for you. Yeah. That's, that's really harming you at the end. Um, you're harming yourself and the business, company, study, whatsoever, if you don't uh, actively drive this. So, but learn it. It's, it's, not, it's not straightforward. It's something to think about. Yeah, very good. Awesome. Thanks a lot and talk to you next time. Bye-bye. This show was created in association with PSI. Thanks to Rain and Casey who helped with the show in the background and thank you for listening. Reach your potential, lead great science, and serve patients. Just be an effective statistician.